I um, am excited to be with you all. We are in our last week of our Galatian, of walking through Galatians, our Galatians series, and I get the honor of wrapping us up in Galatians 6. Um, but before we jump in, would you please pray with me? Father, I thank you for thank you for who you are. I thank you for the ability to study your word uh, together, to under to have a better understanding of how we can walk in freedom with one another, love one another, and honestly just sit at the table with one another. God, I pray that the the things that you have shown us as we've studied the book of Galatians would be things that we would continue to grow in, continue to walk in. God, I gave you uh, the words that come out of my mouth. (laughs) May they be of you. Father, I pray for, uh, for you to meet each one of us where we're at. It's beautiful that you reside in each one of our homes, wherever we are. Um, we thank you for that. And here I pray, amen. All right, so today, like I said, we're going to be wrapping up and we'll be in Galatians 6. But before before we read the text that we're going to look at, uh, throughout this series, I don't know about you guys, but I do really well with like imagery and analogies. So if I can like picture something, it helps me understand a passage or it helps me understand what the preacher's preaching about just a little bit more. Uh, so throughout this series, we've kind of gone with this idea of a table and the, the series we named a uh, place at the table or something like that. I think that's what I named it. Um, And so we've talked about the fact that there's this imaginary table and you all can picture, let's say you picture your dining room table or um, maybe it's even bigger than your table that you're sitting at, but it's like a huge feast of a table and you've got people all around it, right? And we've talked about that everyone has a spot at the table and the only thing that's like a requirement for a spot at the table is your faith faith in Jesus. And just that alone earns you a chair at the table. And then we kind of added a layer and we talked about the fact that everyone belongs at the table. You don't have to doubt, thank you, Mike, for uh, the digital in the background. (laughs) Um, Everyone belongs at the table. So not only does, do you have a spot because your faith in Jesus, but you don't have to doubt your spot at the table. You, you don't have to earn it. You don't have to doubt that it's going to get taken away from you, that each one of us is called to the table for a reason. And then on top of that, we talked about being free along next to one another and being free in Christ. And then last week, Matt talked about um, freedom, but he also talked about healing. He talked about that sometimes when we heal together, we can nip and we can um, cause uh when you're healing, it can cause you to maybe nip at someone who's sitting right next to you at the table. So we're going to run with this imaginary table for most of my sermon. So if it helps you just picture yourself sitting at this large table, we're all sitting there, we're all around it together, we're having a giant feast, and we're going to learn today about caring for one another around that table. So we're going to look at Galatians 6, and we're not looking at the whole thing because there's a lot in Galatians 6. 
Um, it is Paul's like final words to the Galatians, his final encouragements, but it's different uh, from a lot of his end of his, a lot of his letters, um, whereas he's actually still teaching in these final these final words. So we're gonna hone in on verses nine and ten, and they re and they say, um, and let us not grow weary of doing good, for in due season we will reap if we do not give up. So then, as we have opportunity, let us do good to everyone, and especially those who are of the household of faith. So we're 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 looking at these uh, these verses, and it you when you read it, you might translate it in a different way. I know I have. So I read this offhand before I like really dove in to do my sermon prep, and my sermon was going to go this way, and then I started studying it, and I realized that my sermon had to go this way. So um, when Paul is saying doing good, a lot of us think of like serving and all of those things are great. You know, we're serving our community, we're giving back. Uh, but Paul is actually specifically talking about when he says doing good, he's focusing mainly on like money and resources. So he's telling the Galatians to take care of those in need, take care of those who are hurting. And that doesn't just mean... Um, like doing something nice for them. He's talking about like provide for them, give them resources, give them support that they need for their practical everyday needs. So sometimes it's hard. That's hard. And so he's saying, don't, don't go, don't go, don't grow, sorry, weary of doing those things because that can wear on people. Um, It can wear you down to constant, to see needs and to give practical support. Um, And so he's encouraging the Galatians not to grow weary of that, um, but to continue to do that. And he's, he's using this and he's saying that like that comes from the Holy Spirit. And in the verses below, he talks about um, sowing from the Spirit to reap eternal life versus sowing from the flesh. So when we're doing good out of ourselves, I think that's what causes us to grow weary because we're pouring out of ourselves instead of pouring out of the Holy Spirit, instead of looking to the Holy Spirit to provide, um, to help us provide those practical um, everyday needs. Um, So in week two, Matt mentioned a spiritual that was sung um, during the civil rights movement called We Shall Overcome. And that was actually taken from a uh, song written by Charles Tinley in like the 19, early 1900s, a hymn written by him uh, called I'll Overcome Someday. And that hymn was written with Galatians 6, 9 in mind. And his whole purpose of writing that hymn was that the world is a battlefield. But if we stay focused, we will overcome someday. And that overcoming is not an earthly thing. That harvest that we're waiting for is not earthly, but it is one that will happen in the, in heaven. Like that's, that is not something that we will experience here on earth. And I think sometimes, at least for me, when I do something good, there's a part of my flesh that wants a reward. Like I want a gold star. You know, did you, were you guys ever like in, when, in school, when you were in school or kids, if you're in school right now, for those of you who have gone back, did your teachers ever have like sticker charts, like earn a gold star if you do this and like 
student of the week and all that stuff. So I, I, uh, I really like doing the right thing if it gets me something. Um, I will fully admit that I will work for any gold star because I think that's awesome. Um, if I know I'm going to get something out of it, I'm going to really work. And I even saw that with Genevieve when we were potty training her. Like, she was totally amped to go to the bathroom on the potty if she was going to get a sticker, which meant she was going to get a treat once she hit the end of that row of stickers. Completely reward-focused. And so I think sometimes we can do that. If we know we're going to get a reward, we're like, sure, I'm going to do all the good. I will serve and care for everyone around the table. But it's harder when that reward is not earthly when that reward is one that is going to come once we're in heaven it's a it's a harvest it's a reward that we won't necessarily see here on earth and so charles tinley's um i'll overcome someday was a uh encouragement just like paul's letter to keep going to keep focused on that heavenly reward versus an earthly one and so then you've got we've got this idea of not growing weary, which is which is hard. It's hard to not get tired caring for one another around the table. But then in verse 10, Paul adds another layer. He's like, don't give up on caring for one another. You're not going to receive a reward here on on earth. But now it's not just to the people who you would put around the table, but it's to everyone who belongs around that table. So he's saying no matter for the Galatians, that meant like uh, anything that would have separated them, culture, nationality, gender, a lot of things. You know, it's easy to say, oh, I'll take care of those who sit around the table who think like me, look like me, you know, um, talk like, like all of those things. It's easier to say, oh, I'll care for them. Like if we pictured all of us around the table, it might be a lot easier for us to say, sure. Like, I'll care for you. I love you guys. I'm going to definitely care for you. Okay, but what if we expand that and we recognize that Paul isn't just saying the people who we would put around the table, but he's saying everyone. And so that might mean people who don't think like us and who don't look like us and who have hurt us and who... um who we don't think belong around the table, but because of their faith in Jesus, they have earned, they have not, because of their faith in Jesus, they have a spot at that table. And so Paul is saying we should care for everyone. It's not just reserved for the people that we want to reserve it for. And that, that's hard. I think that's where, for me, it gets harder. But that's what Paul is calling the Galatians, and that's what God calls us to do as well. So if we're going back to that picture of our table, right? We're all sitting around it together. We're all eating, laughing, having fun, enjoying conversation. And now I'm not assuming. I know that we all have different ideas, thoughts, theologies, political views around this table. But we love one another around this table. Because we, we've taken time and we're taking time to get to know one another. But as we sit there, I want you to imagine someone pulling, I don't know who it is for you, but someone who might have hurt you pulling up a chair at that table. And I want you to imagine someone who completely thinks 
politically different than you and it's really hard for you to love them, pulling up a spot at that table. And taking time to recognize that in this, because they have faith in Jesus, they have a spot at that table. And we are called to love and do good for them and care for them. So if we see them hurting, we don't just like wait for whoever likes them better to do something for them. But we care for one another. We don't discriminate who we're going to care for. And that, I'm not good at. (laughs) I'll be real. I struggle with that. I like to hold on to things. Like, like I've talked about that before. I like to white knuckle. And I have a really hard time of just releasing and letting go. Um... In fact, yesterday, Jacob and I got in a disagreement and I was going to hold on to my frustration with him until, I don't know, whenever I felt like it was time to let go of it. And, um, and I was ironically reminded of today and talking about us all being around the table and people have hurt us and serving one another and doing good for one another and it wasn't, I wasn't giving him money. I didn't hand him a dollar bill, but God told me to go give him a hug. I did not want to go give him a hug. Okay. I was going to, he, I was going to die on this hill and he was going to come to me. But out of obedience, I went and gave him a hug because that's what he needed. That was his practical need in that moment. And it immediately broke down the wall that I had built between us. And so sometimes that practical need isn't what we want to do. But we're called to care for everyone sitting around the table. And so sometimes that practical need is what we're supposed to do out of obedience. And if we look, that can wear on us. Like that, you can grow weary doing that. And so there are things that we have to do to put in place to not grow weary, right? And that's different for every single one of us. If you go into our breakout rooms today, you'll talk a little bit about things that you can do that help you not grow weary. For me personally, it's going for a walk, spending time with God, like even if it's just 10 minutes. But it's also taking time to like recognize where I'm at. One of the things that has come out of Lent and this, these moments of pausing for me is actually learning how to recognize when I am tired. Because sometimes you get tired and you don't recognize it and you keep going, you keep going, you keep going. And then eventually you break down because you're pouring out of your flesh and you're not pouring out of the spirit and you're exhausted. And so we have to be cognizant of that as well. There's so many things to be aware of. We're not only called to care for one another, but we're also called to not grow tired of caring for one another. And so part of that is recognizing where we are at, taking care of yourself. And so we sit and we care for everyone, not out of our own flesh, but out of the spirit. And we meet each other's practical 
needs and my needs might be different than Connie's needs and Connie's needs might be different than Mike's needs and Mike's needs might be different than Kyle's needs and you could you're going to go on and on and on and that's why getting to know one another is so important and that's why inviting people to the table who might think they're not welcome at the table is so important reminding them like hey do you have faith in Jesus? And if the answer is yes, they're like, that's all you need. Come join me at the table. And we might think different and we might look different and we might have hurt each other in the past, but I'm called to care for you because you share faith in Jesus Christ and you're walking in relationship with Jesus. So, I encourage every single one of you, whoever that person was that you thought of pulling up that chair at the table, I'm not saying that you need to go and like mend all fences, but maybe be praying for them this week that whatever practical needs they have, God provides that for them. That might not mean that you personally are doing it, but even just you praying that God would meet their practical needs is caring for them. Will you join me in prayer, please? Father, I pray for each one of us. I pray that we will not grow weary of doing good, of caring for one another, of loving one another. God, I thank you for the fact that you love us, that you care for us, that you look around that table and all you see is your daughters and your sons and you love each one of us where we're at. Father, I pray that we can love and care for one another out of that reality, that we were created in your image. It is in that that we love one another. It is in that space that we support one another. It is in that space that we care for one another. Father, teach us how to not grow weary. Teach us how to be in line with with you, Father. And here I pray. Amen.